All right, so Psalm 95, let's pray. Uh, Father, we do thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time that we have to gather to worship you, to study your word, uh, to fellowship with one another. I ask, Lord, that you would bless our time today. We, we pray, Father, that as we approach the holiday of Thanksgiving here in the United States, that you would help us, Lord, to uh, just to, to become a people who are genuinely grateful, Lord, to you. We give you thanks in all things, or we intend to give you thanks in all things. We pray, Father, that you would help us, Lord, to uh, just to see who you are, what you have done, and what you are doing in our lives. We ask, Lord, that in the middle of difficulties, you would help us to become people that are able uh, to give thanks to you. Lord, they may be unpleasant. Uh, we may not understand why we're going through them. But we pray, Father, that you would help us to see that all things indeed do work together for those who love you and that you have a plan for whatever difficulty that we happen to be going through in our life during this time. There's always a danger that our hearts grow hard in the midst of adversity or difficult times. And so, Lord, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to, to, to soften our hearts towards you, that we would see that you are good at all times. We love you, Father, and we pray this in Christ's good name. Amen. <clears throat> All right, Psalm 95. O come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a king above all gods in whose hand are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they had seen my work. For 40 years, I loathed that generation and said, they are a people who err in their heart and they do not know my ways. Therefore, I swore in my anger, truly, they shall never enter into my rest. And Father, we Thank you again for this psalm. We pray, Father, that you would help us uh, to not grow hardened hearts. If we have hardened hearts, Lord, we pray that you would help us to come before you and to allow them to be softened. We thank you that in your word, that as you speak in the present, Lord, that there's always an opportunity for people to turn to you. And so, Lord, we pray that this day, uh, wherever we find ourselves in our journey with you, we pray that you would help our hearts to be softened, that we would be receptive to your truths, and that ultimately, Lord, we would recognize that you are indeed a good God who loves us, who cares for us, who sent his son as a mediator on our behalf. We thank you that he died for our sins once and for all, and that in him we can have life with you. As we just sang, Lord, we thank you for saving us. 
through Jesus' work on the cross. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. All right, so as we go through the Bible, throughout, throughout the scriptures, this, this theme of, of gratitude, like, it just percolates wherever you go. Uh, in First Thessalonians 5.18, it says, In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So we're told very clearly that, that God's will for us, he desires for us to be a people who are a, a grateful people. And so in this psalm, the first half, this attitude of, of, uh, of gratitude and worship and praising God is very clear. But in the second half, there's sort of this, this warning to, to make sure that you are right with God. And so I'd rather start with the warning portion and then move into the, the, the gratitude part. So starting in the second half of verse 7, we read, Today, if you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in Meribah. And as the term Meribah comes up, if you go down to the next verse, you'll see Massah. And these are two geographical lo- locations that were in the Old Testament. If you wanted to go to Exodus chapter 17 and Numbers chapter 20, you'll see there that there's some stories um, that, that came up. And basically, the people of Israel, they were wandering, and they were complaining that they didn't have water. And so they were kind of uh, complaining to Moses. Moses is getting super frustrated. And so in the Psalms, the psalmist at this, in this point references these two towns. To the Jewish people, they would understand historically that this is when uh, our fathers grumbled against God, and it didn't go well. If we were to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, again, you don't have to go there, I'll just read it. Paul writes, now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, sort of referring to the Old Testament. So these Old Testament stories are very important. We see how God interacted with humanity, how humanity interacted with God. It serves as an example to us. He continues, upon whom the ends of the ages had come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. This is a passage that is uh, uh, so often misinterpreted or, or misquoted, Sort of, we've all heard it saying that God won't give you more than you can handle, right? That's not what it says. Amen. <laughs> 100%, God will give you more than you can handle, right? Like, you cannot handle your sin apart from God. You can't. You, you can't handle the things in this world apart from God. God is going like to allow things that you can't handle come into your life because what he wants is you to be dependent upon him, not independent, which is what that verse sort of indicates, that God will not let anything cross you away because we are red-blooded Americans and we can handle whatever the world throws at us and we can overcome. Uh-uh. God wants us to be on our knees, dependent, clinging to him. I am desperate for you. I need you. I cannot get through this apart from you. And in the context of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it's talking about temptation, that there are things that will come our way and God will provide us a way out, even if it's like Joseph who has to basically leave his jacket behind and split. God is faithful if you're tempta- if you're if you're if you have temptation, God is faithful, there's a way for you to get out of it. And I do think that here in the context where I bring this up, the psalmist is sort of warning. He's looking at their forefathers and he said, Their hearts were hardened. 
they didn't hear the voice of God or they ignored the voice of God and they allowed grumbling to happen. Instead of finding a way out of that, namely worship and gratitude, they succumbed to the temptation of, of grumbling, hardening of their hearts before God. And so he says today, in the present tense, today, if you would hear his voice, which sort of indicates that in the present, if you are alive, if you're breathing, if you're hearing this, that God is trying to cultivate your heart so that it would be softened, so that you would hear him, that you would listen to him. And I love this picture of God, that God is a God of like so many chances, that he's constantly working. He's constantly giving you that do-over. If you are alive, you haven't gone too far that God won't allow you to turn to him. He's pleading for you to turn to him, to trust him, to find his mercy and grace, which he is offering to you. Hear his voice. Throughout this psalm, he talks about the creation of God's hands. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, we read, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse. And so Paul, in the beginning of Saul, or beginning of Romans, sort of writes that as you look out at creation, as you go to the ocean and you look out into the, the ocean, as you go under the water and you look at creation or the waters, you go to the top of the mountains and you see his creation. It's, it's evident that something put all of this together. This doesn't just happen. And if you look at creation and you say there's no God, that's enough to condemn you. But creation in itself isn't enough to save you. It is enough to condemn you. The author of Hebrews in chapter 1, as, they, as Hebrews starts out, which Hebrews draws from Psalm 95, the author of Hebrews writes, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and many ways, in these last days he has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And so the, the, the scriptures point to Jesus as the Messiah, and we are to hear his voice, to listen for him, to not harden our hearts. Do not harden your hearts. And as you read through Hebrews, I believe that the ladies on Wednesday, they're going through Hebrews, and you, you see this just this constant warning of like God has spoken, God has spoken, God loves you, God desires you to come to him, God's work on the cross is sufficient, Don't harden your heart. Don't close your ears to him. Let your hearts be soft. Go to him. Trust him. The heart of man is what God cares about the most. And there's an old quote, I don't know who said it, but the same sun that softens butter hardens clay. And the same thing can happen with our hearts. You can go through some difficult time, whatever it is, And it can cause you to become hard to God, or it can really soften you and your heart to the things of God. And I don't understand, like, I I don't understand, like, why one person can go through something and they can come out with this, like, this was really, really tough. I, I went through something really horrible, but God is so good. And I saw his hand moving and working through this whole, this whole circumstance, And then you see the same person go through the same exact thing and they come out shaking their fist at God. I can't believe God would do this to me. 
God is so mean, he's not loving, he's not kind, and that's not at all what the scriptures paint. And so the, the author here is pleading with us, don't be like the generation in the Old Testament as they came out of Egypt and their hearts were hardened and they bickered and they complained and they moaned against God. As in the days of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they had seen my work. They had seen the hand of God. They'd seen what he was capable of. And yet in the midst of God's faithfulness, they didn't trust God and they turned against him. Verse 10, for 40 years, I loathed that generation. That's like not a good thing for God to like put down in scripture. He's saying for that 40 years, that whole generation, I loathed them. And I said, they are people who err in their heart, in their heart, the heart that gets hardened, the heart that rejects, the heart that complains. In their heart, they erred against God and they didn't know God's ways. They were a people who said that they stood for God and that they walked for God, yet in their heart, they didn't. And one one extreme uh, thing that stands out to me, like when I watch the news and you see terrorists attack and you see terrorists screaming Allah Akbar, which means God is great as they go on to assassinate a whole bunch of people. It's like that would be a very extreme case of like, here's a, a people group who says that they know God and they're walking with God, and yet the things that they do don't align with the heart of God. And it's easy to point to that example, but then it's another another thing to look at my own heart and to say when somebody wrongs me and I get mad at them and I want to wish them ill, in the same manner in my heart, I know that's not what God wants. God says if somebody wrongs you, go the extra mile. If your enemy hurts you, you, do the opposite. You love them. So I don't just want to throw stones, but I want to look at my own heart and because there's plenty of area in my own heart that I, I know that my heart needs to align with God. And if I take my hands off the wheel, even with my hands on the wheel, I'm missing the mark. And so I want to know God's ways and I want to subject myself to his ways and I want to be a person that as I live my life, that my life glorifies him, meaning that I'm the, my thoughts and my actions are things that align with his will and it reflects his glory to the world around me. Verse 11, therefore, because of all of these things, God says, I swore in my anger, truly they shall not enter into my rest. And so this is a serious consequence for their actions, for this, this generation that, that moaned and groaned against God. For those of us that have come to God and we know God and we love God, our hearts should align with God for those that aren't walking with God. It's so easy for us to go, we, we're these, this generation and the things that they stand for, I don't even want to like get people go, like where we can get sort of hatred towards them. But our, but our hearts should be broken for this generation that doesn't know and love God. Amen. Like our, our heart, like for, for those of us who like remain in California, as like so many people have fleeing California, like we really are, should be missionaries in our, our state for a state that doesn't know and love Christ. Like we are in the, the strong minority in the state. And instead of getting upset at the politicians and the people of our state, we really should be heartbroken 
over the the state of the hearts of the people within the state. We're not going to legislate salvation. We need God to work in the hearts of the people in 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 our town, in our county, in our state, in our nation, and in the world. So God, in this section, this verses 7 through 11, the warning is that if you, as you're hearing this, as you're listening to his scriptures, if your heart is hard and moving that direction, just, just stop it. Like, move it towards the direction of softness. Now back up to verse 1, the good part. I started with the heavy stuff. Verse 1 reads, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Now this phrase, let us, we're, we're going to see it six times. The author is going to admonish us. Let us, let us, let us do certain things. So the very first thing that we're supposed to do is let us sing for joy to the Lord. That, that like last week, music is this important, wonderful gift that God has given to us. Some of us, uh, some of us, he's given it to us like where it's actually a gift and others of us, it's a gift because we can participate. Um, like to the music I felt like was really low today. So I was like, oh man, like my singing, you can hear it. I like it when it's louder and I get like, I can kind of hide and then Don throws clapping in there and it's like, now I got to like chew gum and sing and all this, like I just can't do it. And uh, huh, it's rough. But we're commanded that, that music is this thing that's, a, that's a, a gift that we can give to God because it's a reflection of our hearts. So let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout. I love that one. Shout is closer to what I was doing. Uh, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Sort of the idea that, that this picture in the, the Middle Eastern mind, the Eastern thought that God has described as a rock, something that's stable and unmovable and permanent, not wishy-washy. And that's the picture that the Bible wants us to have about God, the stability. So let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us, in verse 2, come before his presence with thanksgiving. And so there's this idea in the psalm that we're like approaching God, and as we come before him in his presence, what we're supposed to be bringing him is thanksgiving, gratitude. As throughout all of the Bible, this is sort of just sprinkled in there, that God's people are supposed to be a thankful people. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. And so as we come before him with thanksgiving, I found in my own life that when I'm least thankful is a time when I most need to be thankful. And so in our family, we play games, uh, the thankful game. More about that coming later. But as we force ourselves to give thanks to God daily in the midst of situations, I believe that it's an, an antidote for grumbling or a hardened heart. As we begin to give thanks to God for things, it changes our perspective. It changes how we, our, how we see things. It changes our outlook. I love this. More shouting joyfully. Shouting, I can do that. The, uh, it's, it's such a, a wonderful template. Give thanks, shout for joy. Give thanks, praise him. And then he says the Psalms. The Psalms is the music book of the Bible. All of these things were really supposed to be sung to the Lord. 
Then we come to verse 3. For the Lord, the attributes of God, we see much of this. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. This is just truth. There's not a whole lot to commentate on this, but the Lord is simply a great God. He is above all, all other lowercase gods, that they aren't actually gods. There's one God, one true God. And this is the God that we worship, that we give thanks to, that we praise. In whose hands are the depths of the earth? The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. That everything that you see, you go outside, like I said, you go to the ocean, it's all God's. You go under the ocean, it's all God's. You go up to outer space, it's all God's. Everything is his, that God spoke everything that we can see and touch into existence. It speaks of his majesty, it speaks of his power, it demonstrates his beauty, it demonstrates his creativity. We have a really wonderful God. Verse 6, come, let us worship and bow down. This is our posture before God. Let us kneel before our maker. Why? Because he's worthy. He is so worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our praise. He's worthy for us to humble ourselves before him because he's our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. It's a beautiful song. We've only been at it for 22 minutes. Because we are going to play a game here that's um, given us time to play. Um, But this whole idea that he is our God, the question is like, is he your God? Like this is a super important question to, to sort of think upon. Jesus said in John 14, 6, that I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. And so we're told that if you want to be restored to God, you come to him through faith in Christ, and salvation is given to us by grace. That it's a gift. It's not anything that you earn. It's received by faith. And so God is saying, I desperately want you to become my children. And the way you become my children is through faith in Christ, that he has restored what was broken through our sin. And so today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Give your heart to him. Like experience him. See that he's good, that he's faithful, that he's loving, that he's kind. There'll be an opportunity to sing again where we can shout to the Lord. Maybe this morning you weren't shouting loud enough, and maybe for the last, I have no idea what the last song is, but hopefully we can shout through it. Um, And I pray that he is indeed your God. And that we're supposed to come to him with gratitude. And there's a verse, just to kind of uh, grease our, our attitudes. Psalm 116, verse 17 says, I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and call upon the name of the Lord. When I read that verse, what I hear is that a lot of times, it's not always easy to give thanks to God. If you're in the midst of difficulty, it's super, super hard to say, I thank you for this. You could have lost somebody. And to be there with trembling lips, barely able to get out, like, God, thank you for giving me this person that you now have in your care. 
you're going through something really difficult to say, God, I thank you that my transmission just went out. I don't understand why it went out, but I thank you for it. There's something about articulating gratitude in the midst of difficulties. It can be a sacrifice to do, but it is oh so rewarding. And so when I married into my wife's family, I was introduced with a thankful game. Last week, I got us off the hook. This week, we're not off the hook. So what we're going to do is we're going to change the slides for me because I realized in previous years I can't remember the alphabet. And it saves us time because I'm going A, B, C, D. Where are we at? Like, so now uh, we have it before us. It's good. This is, remember, you guys are making a sacrifice to the Lord right now. Going to have a good attitude about it. I can see all of your faces right now, and then I'll see all of your faces afterwards, and it's, it always cracks me up, the, like, the change of disposition by the end. Um, start thinking now for like xylophones and x-rays. I can't think of it anymore for like X's. But what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna just go through the alphabet. So we're going to start with the letter A because it's the first letter in our alphabet. And I'll give you an example. So I'm thankful for my wife, Anna. It's super easy for me um, because I have a wonderful wife. We're just going to do like popcorn style. So you just, just shout out. What, do you, what are things that start with letter A that you're thankful for? What, what is it? Always answers questions. Always answers questions? Wait, 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 wait. Expand on that one. Always answers questions. Oh, God. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, I heard something over here. A. We're still on A. We're on A's. Abundance, love of God? I like it. You have one? Animal? I, we're Valley Center. We love our animals. That's like my number one question over the years here. What happens when animals die? It's like, okay. Answered prayer. That's a good one. Other A's. Yes. Amazing grace. I like that one. Other A's. Ability to worship. That is a good one. Amen. Any other A's? Ability to pray, ability to pray. Okay. Adoption into God's family. That's a good one. Okay, we can move on to B's. What are some B things that we can give? Think. The Bible. The Bible. There we go. That's a, okay. He got the easy one. So let's go on to B's. Wait, wait, no, we're in B's still. You can't move it to C's yet. Wait, wait, what's. Brothers in the Lord. I like that one. Okay. B, literal bees, because honey's important, and they do all of this stuff to get other animals. Bees are an important part of our... Breath? Oh, dead. Breath? Breath. Breath. Breath Breath and babies. I like that. Babies? Bread of life. Any other bees? People are being shy. Bacon. That's a good one. Amen. <laughs> and the New Testament with bacon. I saw a fist pump back there. Yes. <laughs> Baptism. I like it. Barbecues. Ba- barbecues. Okay. Now we're getting, we're breaking out of our shell. Now we can go to sea. Cats. Oh, I don't like cats. But I, can be, I, I can get thankful. I can be thankful for cats because they eat mice. Uh, okay. See, see. Other than, let's move past cats. Let's go. <laughs> Church, that's a good one. Did I say here Crocs? I heard. Is that what I heard? Crocs? 
Oh, the cross. I was thinking Crocs. Like, I'm like, man, that's a good one, Crocs. Okay. Well, we can be thankful for Crocs. What? That? Christ. Did you have something there? No? no. Coffee. That's a good one. Children. I like that. Children. Chocolate. Amen. Whoever. I like chocolate. What else? Christmas. I do like Christmas. Okay. D. Dogs. Okay. Did I hear? Daddy? Okay. Dad's daddy. I heard Daniel. I'm thankful for Daniel. Donut Sunday. Donut Sunday is a great one. David. In the Bible or? Okay. Daughters. There's a good one. D. Dancing. That's, that's right there with cats with me. So dancing. You do like dancing. You guys had a great 50th anniversary, and it was a lot of their family was fun to watch dance. Um, okay. E. Ellie. Okay, we have a daughter named Ellie, so we're thankful for Ellie. Everything. Easter. Everything. That's, a, that's the Sunday school answer right there. Okay. Yeah. She just did the big net cast everything. I, Ephesians. That's one of my favorite books of the Bible. English breakfast tea. That is a good one. Eggs. I do like eggs. Electricity is a huge one. That's a really good one. Yes. The earth. I love the earth. Any other E's? Any E's? <laughs> nice. He really stretched that E. So effective prayer. I'm not going to quote the rest. So we can move on to F. Families. Friends. Faith. Fellowship. For, oh, that's a big one. Forgiveness. Did I hear fireman? Okay. And he's not even a fireman. I would expect a fireman to say, I'm thankful for firemen. Okay. Food. Yeah, amen. Food. Fathers. What? You're thankful for fire. I like barbecue with fire. I like fire. Hey, football. I like football. There you go. Wait, is that good or bad? Or no? I saw, I didn't know if that was a fist pump or he was like upset about it. So he's smiling. Okay. Freedom, Freedom is a nice one. Okay, where are we at? G. Oh, God. Gunner. That's <laughs> what I like. I know. I know. I know. Grace Point Church is a good one. My daughter, Grace. What? What? Google. Yeah. Google makes life easy. What was that? Guacamole. Guacamole, yes. Uh, that's a good one. Grandchildren. Grandchildren. Wait, what was that? Games. Okay. I heard graves. I was like, I don't know. Gunner. So good. Great niece. Nice. And I heard gospel over here. And the other G's. Grandparents. Yes, grandparents are awesome. Grapes. I like grapes. Okay. Galvanization. <laughs> Skippy was the source of that one. Okay. Okay, H's. We'll move to H's. Horses, of course. She's been waiting to say horses this whole time. Okay, horses. Help? Help. Nice. Help. Hospitals is a good one. Hospitality is another good one. 
Hope of heaven. Heaven. Holy Spirit. I heard someone over here. Houses. Those are good ones. Okay. Hands, I saw. The half-death guy up here trying to hear everybody shouting. It's like, okay. Hospitality. That was a good one. Any other H's? Hot sauce. That is an excellent one. I do like that one. Okay, eyes. We're going to stretch it. Wait, what? Oh, hope. But we're moving to eyes. But hope. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Not eyes. Huh? Did I hear something? Irrigation. That's a... This is, it starts to get tough as we get to the end here. But irrigation is super important. That's how we get food. Inspiration? I like inspiration. Intelligent people help me on my way. It is good to have intelligent friends. That is the truth. Ice cream. Ice, amen. Ice cream. Why did that one take so long to get out? Okay. What other eyes? In and out. Yes. San Diego. Wait, what was that? Israel, yes, Israel's a good one. Ice is a very good one. (laughs) I am thankful for the IRS. Okay, let's let's. We can't end on the IRS. There's got to be another I out there. And an embarrassed wife. She's like, no, I don't know this guy. The islands of Hawaii. That's so much better than the IRS. That's like, wait, what? Do I hear it? Okay. Isaiah is a good book. J. Jesus. Okay, now after Jesus, what do we have? James. With Jaws? Oh, Jobs. I was like, Jaws like the movie? Jobs are a super good one. Journey. The band or the experience? Okay. The journey of life. John. The book of the Bible or a person? John the Bible. Okay. It's a good one. Joy. Joy is a good one. Yes. I like it. Julie. Julie. Oh, yeah. That's better than the IRS, too. <laughs> it's like the... Julian Oaks. That's a good one. Okay. Judge. Judge. Like a judge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, our judge. Yes. So make sure that I'm like not getting hauled away. I'm like, I, uh. justice. justice. Would you say justice? You both say you both said justice at the same time. No, that's good. That was in stereo. Jubilee. Jubilee. I like it. Okay, K, K. Neil. Neil. That's a good one. Kittens. It's right there with cat. Oh, kittens are better than cats. I like kittens. What? King with a capital K. I like that. Kindness is a good one. I'm thankful for kind people. Kingdom of heaven. heaven. Kites. That's good. That's good. No, that's good. What other case do we have? Knowledge is a great one. That is a good one. The silent case are the good. That's where it's at. Okay. Any other case? Knowable God. That is it. That's a really good one. That's depth. That God is knowable to us. To knots. Knots are important. Okay. L. Love. Okay, what else do we have besides love? Laughter is a good one. Lord, good one. Life is a good one. Lucas. Lucas. Lucas Skippy. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Light is a really good one. Leaving it behind. I like that. That's a, you can point to a Bible verse for that one. Look for, yes. Learning. learning. I like learning. Laughter. Laughter is always a good one. Language. Uh, language. I, languages are good. Okay. M. We're on M. Moms. That's a good one. I'm thankful for Mongolia. I like Mongolia <laughs> in a weird sort of way. Memories. Memories. What was that? Marriage. Did I hear mares? Manners. You'd say mares, right? Or do you like, she's like, doesn't care. They're horses. <laughs> money. 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 It's good. Marriage. Did I hear marriage? Ministry. Ministry. That's a good one. Any other M's? Man. Man. Men. Men. Man. Okay. <laughs> okay. N, we'll get there. We're going there. Noah. Noah. November. November. Nephews, and nephews. nephews and nieces. Those are always a huge blessing. Matthew. Oh, Matthew for N, for N. Okay, yeah, Matthew. Now we're on ends. Ends. I like napping. That is an excellent one. Yeah, I can remember that for S too. Neighbors are good. Any other ends? No. Sometimes the word no. Oh, no. You're thankful for the word no. That's a great word in our language. Yes. <laughs> okay. O. Oh, we'll move to O. Oh, we'll move to O. Oh. That's a good Opportunities. That's a good one. Wait, wait, no. We're on O. O. Oh, $100 bill. I got it. Okay, okay. Now you got there. Okay. Stores or hearts or open, open, open. Wait. Opportunities. Any other O's? Once for all. That's a good one. What? Offering. Good. Okay, P. Preach. Pentecostal. I had popcorn come up. Prayer. Prayer. What else? Praise. Pastor. I like potatoes. I like potatoes. Wait, I hear I heard a sentence back here. What was the what was the P? Psalms. Okay. Pizza. Po- pizza. Wait, pasta. Pizza. Pizza pasta. That's a good one. Okay. Prizes. Paul. The Apostle Paul. That's a good one. Puppies. That's a great. I like puppies. I like dogs. Okay. So Q. Now we're getting into. I like queso. I didn't say it'd be in English. Quiche, okay. Questions. questions, I do like questions. Wait, 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 what? You said quiet? Is that what you said? I just didn't hear you. Quality, I, we like quality. Quality in or quality? Quality, okay, just make sure. Quiet, everybody got quiet. But quiet is good, quiet can be good. I see all the moms going, amen. <laughs> I see that, okay. Quinn, your son. Yeah, that's a good cue. That's a good one. Okay, R. Rest is a good one. Retirement. Robert is a good one. Amen to Robert. Resurrection. That's a good one. Righteousness. Rivers. I like rivers. Yeah, rivers. Redemption. That's a good one. Glenn, are you scratching your head, Glenn? Okay. 
Retirement? Did I hear, I heard retirement? Retire? What? Roger Reddy, double R, yeah. And you got to embarrass him at the same time. <laughs> He's like, I'm thankful for Roger. Restitution. Restitution. To the IRS. <laughs> Revolution. Okay, S is, well, okay, wait, you got an R? Reeser, Jim Reeser. There we go. Okay, S, I heard salsa. I'm very. Steven. Songs. Skippy. Six Saturdays. Oh, all of those are all Sundays. Six Saturdays. Got it. Six Sundays. I've got Saturday. Sleep. Sanctified. I like that one. All the Sharons. There's a lot of Sharons. Sacrifice. Salvation. Oh, sons. I also like the sun, too. That's why we all live in San Diego, right? Because the IRS, we're like, hey, like the sun so much. <laughs> Scripture. The sound guy. Hey, you guys, they do a lot back, the sound guy. The what? San Diego. I like San Diego. Step parents. That's a good one. Security. What was that? Sunsets. That's a good one. I don't know if I heard salt, but I like salt. I. Thankful for salt. Soccer. soccer. I do like soccer. Stalker. Stalker. <laughs> it's right there. We'll put that one with IRS. The stalker and the IRS can go in the same category that we're thankful for. Let's go to his T. Do you just want to say taxes right now? No, no, no. You want to say, go over there. Therapy for that guy. Therapy. <laughs> Okay, T. So we have therapy for Mike. <laughs> Any other T's? Tacos is a good one. Texas, I hear? Technology. Teachers. Tostadas? Did I hear Tesla? Testament. Got it. Trace. I'll get the T's sound like a bunch of different things. Trees. Tea, like you drink tea? Testimonies. We got, I think. No, yeah, it was testament, right? Thankfulness. Thankfulness. Excellent one. Okay. You. Union. Union. Unity. You too. You too. That's, say that for why. <laughs> We're going to need it for why, though. Okay, use. Uniqueness. That's a really good one. Understanding and I heard Glenn. No, did I hear you? Nope. You're all looking like I hear me. USA. Universe. I like it. God's creation. Ugly sweaters. Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday, so get your sweaters ready now. That's a good one. Okay, so V. Victory. Venezuela's coming to my mind, but I don't know if I'm thankful for it or not. Volunteers. Excellent one. Wait. Value, Valley Center, Valor, Vowels, Value, Veterans, Violets. No, no, I like Violets. I, I thought she was going to say Violins, and I'm like, I am not thankful for Violins, but I could be. <laughs> Violins, not Violins, just so you say, Violins. Okay, let's move on here. Let's W's. Water. Water is super important. Wonder. 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 What? Why? Why? 
Wine. Vino. Wisdom. Weaknesses. Hey, that's where God's found powerful in our The weekend. That's a good one. W2 Forms. <laughs> Mike is going to live that one down. <laughs> okay, X. Wallaby. Do you spell Wallaby with an X? No, you just spelled Wallaby. Okay, you're, sco- well, you're still on Ws. X. X-rays, I'm thankful for X-rays because they reveal things. Wait, wait, what was this one? Xerxes from the Bible. That's a good one. And what is a xenon? It's a gas I'll take. I'll buy it. I'll take it. I mean, xenon. Okay. I'll I'll move us along to why. Now we have YouTube. Youth is a good one. Yahweh, good one. Y'all. Y'all. I'm thankful for y'all. That's I like that one. That's super good. Uh. Yesterday, that's a good one. Yeshua. Yeshua. Any otherwise? We're so close, so close. Yellow. That's a good one. What? You. I got. It. Okay. Z. This zoo. I like this zoo. Zebras. That's that exit somewhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it. That's how you zizix. Any other Z's? Zion, huh? Oh, zippers are a very good thing. Any others? Zealousness. Like zealousness? Zeal. That's a good one. Okay. I'm going to end us with Salsa Sunday. So let's, let's pray. Father, we do. I, I just thank you, Lord, uh, through, for this exercise of gratitude. It's silly. But we can just see how it changes our hearts. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to be able to rightly assess the things around us, our circumstances, and that you would help us, Lord, in the midst of difficulty to figure out how we can be thankful in the midst of hard times, in the midst of good times, that we would constantly focus our attention to you, recognizing that you are sovereign, that you are mighty, that you are good, and that we can trust that you are at work in and through whatever it is that we're going through. Father, we said that we were thankful for a whole lot of things today. Some were really serious and heavy things. Others were were light things. But we pray, Father, that you would help us Lord, in every circumstance, we thank you for Jesus' work on the cross. We thank you that his death was once and for all, and that you freely encourage each of us to turn to you, to soften our hearts, to receive you as Savior, so that we can truly become your child. We thank you that our relationship with you is based on grace alone. It's not based on us becoming perfect. It's not about us figuring out how we can delete our past, that we come to you as we are, and that you tell us that Jesus paid it all for us on the cross. We thank you, God. You are so good to us, and it's in Christ's good name I pray. Amen.